Welcome to Live Well Anyway. I'm your host, Mackenzie Coppa. If you're new here, this is a podcast geared towards women who want to feel healthy, look good, and stay organized. We're real women doing our best to live well anyway in the midst of life's chaos. I'm so glad you're here. And you guys, this week is the third episode in what has kind of become a series on survival mode. And this week, we're going to specifically talk about steps you can take when you're ready to come out of survival mode. You know, two weeks ago, I did an episode with Katie where we really dove into how to deal with survival mode when you're in it, what things kind of need to go out the window, how to make sure you're just getting from one step to the next and putting one foot in front of the other. Well, today we're going to talk about when you get to that point when you don't just want to be surviving anymore, when you want to get back into the rhythm of real life and feel better about things and like things are growing and changing and hopeful and that you don't just have to be bogged down by all the mire anymore. And that doesn't necessarily mean that everything is all better. It just means that you're ready, you're emotionally there to be taking those steps forward. So what are those steps? How do you do that? How do you get your feet back under you and start feeling like you're ready to take on the world again? We're going to talk about all of that today. Well, I'm going to talk about all of that today because it's a solo show this week. So you have me to hang out with for a little while. But before we get there, I want to talk about another opportunity to actually hang out with me in real life. So if you guys have been following me on Instagram or you've been following the newsletter, then you know that I have been taking a supplement for about the last four months that I really attribute to keeping me healthy while my kids have been in and out of sickness all winter. And that is ASEA Redox Molecules. So this is a redox cellular supplement that has made a huge difference for me. And I am actually going to go to a local conference they are putting on. It's just a two-day event where they are going to be talking about all the benefits, some of the science behind why it works, and all of that stuff that I'm really interested in learning more about. And if any of you are interested in going with me, if you happen to be in the eastern Washington area, I would love for you to come along with me. I hate going to these things alone. I really don't like to be on my own in these kinds of environments. And I would love to have some company. And if anybody else is interested in these cellular redox molecules, I think it could be a really good opportunity to just get more information and really learn about it. So if you are at all interested in doing that, attending that event, it is going to be March 3rd and 4th. It's a Friday and Saturday. And you can just shoot me a message over on Instagram at Mackenzie Coppa. I am willing to pay for your ticket to the event if you would like to go with me. I would just love to have the company and have other people who are interested in learning about this amazing wellness supplement with me. All right. So if you're interested in that, again, reach out to me on Instagram at Mackenzie Coppa and we can figure out the details from there. Also, as just a little heads up, pretty soon, probably within the next few weeks, we are going to be making some fun and exciting changes to Patreon. So be on the lookout for those. I think that you guys are going to really appreciate what we have coming. So just a little heads up that you're going to want to keep listening to the podcast and make sure that you're subscribed to the newsletter, which you can find at mckenziecoppa.com slash news so that you stay on top of all of the things that are coming for the Live Well Anyway community. 
All right, without further ado, let's jump into this episode where I'm going to talk with you all about steps that we can be taking when we're ready to move out of survival mode. And I guess the first thing that we should really discuss about that is when is the right time to be moving out of survival mode? How do you know when you're ready to do that? Because as I kind of already mentioned, it doesn't necessarily mean that things are all better or necessarily even that much better. (laughs) Sometimes it's just a matter of making a decision, but I think a lot of it comes down to when you yourself are feeling ready to do that. Because I know in the past, I could have all the people in the world telling me, you need to do such and such, and sometimes you just really can't pull yourself out of that place of feeling down and overwhelmed and just doing the bare minimum of what you need to do. It comes down to a very personal decision of deciding, okay, I'm ready now. This is the day. And sometimes I'm just going to say, you may think it's the day, and then it ends up not being the day. (laughs) And you get really worn out by trying to make it happen. And you have to try again the next day or maybe a couple of days later. It can be a little bit of a trial and error type of process. I know even this past weekend, I mean, we have had so much stress, even more things have piled on since the episode that Katie and I did a few weeks ago about survival mode. And even more things have just been an onslaught and sick kids. And I really decided this past Saturday morning that I was going to get up at a reasonable time and I was going to get to work. I had a bunch of things lined out for work that I wanted to get done, a bunch of stuff around the house that I wanted to conquer. I was going to be on it. I was going to kill it. And I just drug all day and I would get a couple of things done and then I would find myself sitting staring at my phone again or really just not doing much of anything. Watching a lot of reality TV, if we're going to be really honest, I just was not there. I even had an audiobook that I was prepared to finish over the weekend while I was doing all of these tasks around the house that I needed to get done. I was so excited to listen to it and on Saturday... I just couldn't. My brain just wasn't there. My body wasn't there. I felt exhausted. I completely, all throughout the day, kept feeling like I needed to lay down and take a nap. And even though I did rest a lot throughout the day, I just felt drained. And so by the time I got to Saturday evening, I just said, you know what? There's a reason that I feel this way. I'm not going to get everything done today that I was planning on. I need to give myself the break. I'm clearly still in a bit of survival mode and I am just going to sleep. I'm going to sleep as long as I need to sleep tonight until I either wake up on my own or someone else wakes me up, which it did end up being someone else who woke me up. But even at that, because I went to bed so early, I slept for 13 hours (laughs) almost straight. I think I got up to pee. But I slept so long. And you know, sometimes you sleep that long and you kind of feel like more sluggish and sort of like dehydrated and have a headache the next day and stuff like that. That was not the case. I clearly needed that much rest because I felt like a new woman on Sunday. Now, was I able to conquer all of the things on my crazy list that I had laid out before the weekend started that I wanted to try to do? No. I didn't. But what I did do was manage to pull myself together and really pick out an outfit 
that I felt good about and decide to get out of the house because I definitely get stuck here. You know, I work here. I live here. I spend so much time in my room because my office is in my bedroom and it can just start to feel like the walls are closing in. And there are so many errands that I've been needing to get done for a really long time. And so I just determined to go out and get them done. I felt good about the way that I looked, which I know might sound silly, but it can be a real game changer. We've kind of talked about this on the podcast before. You know you feel different when you have your hair done and your makeup done and you put on an actual outfit that you picked out, even if it's sporty. Like I was still wearing leggings and a ponytail, but I felt like I had pulled myself together and I went out and I went to four different stores and was all over town and ran by my parents' house and did a bunch of stuff that just needed to get done. And I felt so accomplished at the end of that day. Now, Monday was a little bit harder again. And I had to kind of, you know, pace myself. And then Tuesday, I got my kids back from the weekend and they were having a rough time. And we all just kind of needed to band together and be there for each other and help everybody to reacclimate. And then Wednesday, the day this podcast is coming out, actually, it was the day again where I felt like, okay, I can get my feet under me. I can get things done. I can make things happen. And it's been a little slow going, but I've still been making those steps forward. I've been in that frame of mind where I'm not just wanting to stay stagnant and crawl back in the bed and just do the bare minimum. I'm starting to get that awakening again of feeling like I'm ready to take more on. And so I think that's really important as you are coming out of survival mode to realize that there may be some stops and starts. It might not look exactly the way that you want it to or you plan to, which we're going to talk about more in a minute, but that's okay It's okay that you don't just hit the ground running and take off like a bat out of heck and never look back. That's just not reality because we have our own emotions and difficulties and everything to be dealing with and we have our kids things and family things and work things like there are things that happen and get in the way. It's not just a straight shot. Or we wouldn't have ended up in survival mode in the first place if that were the case, if you know what I mean. But we can start making those steps. And when you feel ready, I think you will know it. And it's not that you haven't been doing anything in survival mode. If you listen back to that episode from two weeks ago, you're still doing a lot of things in survival mode because there are things you have to do to survive. You still have to work. You still have to feed people in some capacity, even if you're ordering out. Whatever it is, there are still things that have to be done. It's not like you've just completely rolled over when you're in survival mode, but When you're coming out of it is the time to start reawakening to your life a little bit more and feeling like you have that gusto back and it's kind of like a sputtering car like on a cartoon you know like it takes a little bit to get it going and then you're gonna be going a little bit easier as time goes on but it does take some effort and it isn't necessarily going to happen overnight and you might have some steps backward but you're overall going to keep that forward momentum because you're ready to be stepping out of survival mode. Okay, so if I were to break this into some steps, like what are some of the things that you can specifically be doing to step out of survival mode? The first one for me 
And some of these, I will say also, they overlap. You don't necessarily have to go in this order, but I think these are all steps that you should and probably need to be taking. But the first one generally for me is cleaning my house, which I often call writing the ship. Now, this again is one of those things that may not happen all in one day, especially in survival mode. I find that the house is the last thing on my list. It's the thing that I let go the most. It involves there being lots of piles of laundry on my bedroom floor. If they're folded, then that's a real step <laughs> that I've taken. That that shows I haven't just been completely out of it, but they're not always folded. And maybe the dishes aren't getting done as frequently. And maybe my counters aren't getting cleaned the way that I would want. Definitely not the way my mom would want, but she cleans counters like 70 times a day. So I'm never going to live up to that standard. But I have my own standard <laughs> of what I'm okay with. And, you know, even that kind of goes out the window when I'm really in the trenches. And so when I just decide to buckle down, and yes, I am ready, today's a day, I'm going to fight the survival mode, I find that picking a specific area and setting a generally specific amount of time, because typically I would say a specific amount of time, but like when I did it this last time, I was like, okay, by noon, I'm going to have all this done. And then once you get going with it, you're just like in the process and you usually go over time, or at least I do. But if I set kind of a goal of, okay, I want to see how much I can get done in this period of time, I tend to actually get quite a bit done. My son was actually home from school, sick, and we had been watching a show together. I just wanted to be able to reconnect with him. I knew he'd been having a hard time and not feeling well. And so on a work day, I took a break out to watch a show with him and we were just going to like hang together for a little while and then he wasn't feeling well for a little while so he went upstairs for about an hour to go lay down and during that time I was like okay I'm down here in the living space I know laundry needs to get done I know the dishes need to get done. My youngest daughter seems to, you know, have exploded half of her bedroom (laughs) into the living room. Everything from arts and crafts to random pieces of paper and nail polish and whatever. So I just went through and I did like a clean sweep. I cleaned my counters. I put everything in her room that needed to be in her room. You know, tackling that is a project for another day. But I just went through. There were even some things that had still been up from Christmas that I consider more like winter decor kinds of items that I keep up for a little while longer than Christmas. And even though we had a snowstorm last night in late February and we're not at all bitter about it in the Pacific Northwest, we are just joking. I decided, okay, I'm going to take down all of these things. We still had out our Christmas mugs. I mean, some of them, again, are like winter mugs. They talk about snow and whatever, but I was like, I'm putting it all away. I'm packaging it up. I'm putting it in the garage. I'm going to tackle all this stuff. And when Roman came downstairs an hour later, he was like, oh my word. He just stopped straight in his tracks. (laughs) He was like, I came downstairs to a different house. (laughs) Like, what did you do while I was gone? (laughs) I was like, I know, I really got after it, right? And that's one of those signs to me that, okay, obviously I'm ready to be stepping out of survival mode. I'm getting things together. And in a fairly short period of time, I was able to make a lot of progress. I'd been wanting to do all of those same things 
on Saturday when I was feeling exhausted and I just couldn't bring myself to do it. I wasn't ready to step out of survival mode yet. Today, I was able to tackle those things and it wasn't nearly as exhausting and it didn't take me even a quarter of the amount of time that it would have on Saturday. So my advice, if you're wanting to jumpstart that process, is to pick a space, whichever space you think is probably going to have the most impact on your emotional well-being and your mental clarity. For me, that space is often my bedroom and or the downstairs living room area. Both of those spaces, when they are clear, I feel like I think more clearly. I feel like I am calmer. And so either one of those that I choose to tackle is going to have a really big impact on how I'm overall feeling about my life. So I would suggest you pick what one of those places is for you and set a general amount of time or maybe by a certain time that you want to have tackled a lot of things. Don't even bother making a list. Just get down to work. Let the progress of how the space looks and feel different be the thing that signals to you that things have changed and you're feeling better instead of necessarily a checklist. Sometimes I think we can get so in the mode of planning and trying to detail things out that we don't move into action. And I would just encourage you in one of those kinds of times to move in to action. Pick a place and just start. And then it's okay if you don't get the whole house done in one day. That's pretty much impossible. Don't expect that of yourself. But maybe say the next day you're going to tackle something else. Or maybe this weekend I'm going to deep clean my bathroom, go through all the cupboards, go through all the drawers, like really do something like that that feels like it's a renewing process. I think anytime you kind of make a big purge on one of those areas, even if it's just one drawer that you go through and really organize and get rid of some things, it can feel like a refreshing feeling when you're coming out of survival mode, you're kind of letting things go and you're giving yourself that fresh start in even some small ways. But before we move on to our next point, I want to talk about one of our sponsors for just a minute, and that is AG1 by Athletic Greens. Okay, you guys, I've been using Athletic Greens for I think about a year now, and I will say that even when I'm in survival mode and having a really hard time, this is one of the habits that isn't hard for me to keep up with because it's just so simple, and it makes such a difference to how I'm feeling. It's much easier for me to incorporate into the day, even when I'm having a hard time, and I actually kind of crave it and look forward to it because I know it's going to make such a difference in how I'm feeling overall. I like to take it about mid-morning because that's a lot of times when I'm having a bit of a slump, when I'm needing to get up and move around, it's a good time for me to run downstairs and just throw it in a quick glass of water, whip it up, drink it down, and I love that I get so much out of it, especially lately how it supports my immune system. My kids have been in and out of sickness. I've been under a lot of stress. I know I'm more susceptible to things. So having that support be in place has just been really important to me. Also, I know that my digestion can get kind of crazy when I'm under a lot of stress and my sleep can go out the window. But when I'm drinking AG1 by Athletic Greens, I find that it really does help me to keep my digestion in line. It even helps my hair and skin feel great. 
great. It supports my sleep, helps me to sleep more soundly, not be waking up as much. It just makes a huge difference. It's just so simple, especially when I'm under a lot of stress and I don't have to think about trying to do a lot of different things. It's just this all-in-one formula that makes it easy for me to cover my nutritional bases every day. Every scoop is packed with 75 vitamins, minerals, and whole food sourced ingredients of the highest quality that give me all those major benefits that I've been talking about. So if you're looking for an easier way to take your supplements, Athletic Greens is giving you a free one-year supply of vitamin D and five free travel packs with your first purchase. Just go to athleticgreens.com slash live well. That's athleticgreens.com slash live well. Check it out. Okay, the next step that I want to talk about in getting yourself out of survival mode, it's not going to come as any surprise to you guys, but it's planning your meals and no plan to eat is not sponsoring this episode of the podcast. However, I will say that they do make the planning very simple if you just want to, you know, streamline that whole process. But whatever way you choose to do it, planning out your meals maybe getting away from some of that takeout that you've probably been doing while you've been in survival mode is a good idea. Being a little bit more conscientious about the types of food that you're going to be taking into your body or feeding to your family. I mean, I even just recently did this this past week with my kids' lunches. It had really gotten, you know, sad and a little desperate on what I was feeding them for their lunches when they were going to school every day. My boys, you know, they get lunch at school. My girls prefer to take their lunch. And I just kind of threw out one day and was like, so Ellie, you know, what what do you want? I feel like the lunches have gotten real bad lately. You want like a meat stick and some mozzarella cheese balls and some olives and blueberries and seaweed? And she was like, yeah, that sounds great. I was like, oh, cool. Okay. Yeah, that actually does sound great. That sounds pretty healthy. That sounds like I'm sending you with a well-rounded meal. It can all be prepped in advance. I don't have to worry about making a sandwich in the morning or whenever. We can have that all together, throw it in your lunchbox, and be good to go. And it's going to take a ton of the stress off my shoulders. Plus, I'm just going to feel better because I'm sending you with healthy food. And so, when you're doing that, I think that is a big part of it. It's a mental piece that you feel like, oh, I'm taking care of myself. I'm taking care of my kids. I'm feeding us better food. You just get that boost kind of like when you get yourself ready in the morning, you feel better about yourself when you're eating better. Not to say that there isn't a time for takeout. My goodness, is there ever? Heck, I went to Costco last week and definitely bought some things that are pre-made just to cut myself some slack. So it's not even so much that. It's just that sometimes when you can kind of get a little bit better grip on things, feel like you're being on top of it and you're making conscientious choices, you're going to feel better about what you're doing. And it really will make you feel better when you're eating better food. So plan out your meals. I don't care if you plan out a week or a month. I know that's not what most people do. Sometimes I feel like that's easier. But when you just decide to plan out your meals, it can be such a stress reliever. We've talked about this before, but knowing what you're going to have every day. And second, not just planning, but actually going and getting the ingredients so that you have everything on hand makes such a difference to your mental stability. When you don't have to worry every day at four o'clock what everyone's going to be eating for dinner or having for their lunches the next 
next day when you've got all of that squared away. You've done all of that planning and thinking and preparing at one time instead of having to do it repeatedly every single day of the week. It is a huge stress reliever and it will automatically sort of magically make you feel more pulled together and less like you're in survival mode. So get on top of the eating thing. It never goes away. It's always a thing. I even had that discouraging thought last week like, huh, everything else seems to get a little bit less as kids start leaving the nest. You know, you have a little bit less laundry. You have a little bit less dishes. However, everyone still has to eat every day. Even when all of my kids are gone someday, I'm still going to have to eat dinner every day. Dinner never goes away. So we might as well just take the stress out of it, get it planned, get it prepped, get the things that we need so we don't have to worry about it every single day. Okay, now let's start talking about planning our time. Now, like I said, a lot of these different steps, I think, overlap with each other, and they come in phases. Just like with cleaning your house, you're maybe going to tackle one area at a time or one task at a time, give yourself a set amount of time to get that done in. When you're planning your time, you're not just going to go all in and crazy right from the get-go. No, let's be reasonable. And as you are starting to step out of survival mode, just kind of start laying out maybe three things that you're going to get done that day. These things don't have to be time-stamped. They don't have to be officially logged. They don't have to be using, you know, a pretty planner that's well-decorated or anything. Just pick three things. I don't care if you keep them in your phone, in your head, which is always a little risky, you know, at least for me, (laughs) or on a post-it note. I don't care what you do with them. Just pick a few things that you're going to try to do that day that are going to make the biggest difference to your life. That might include a nap. That might include some of the cleaning that we've talked about. One of those things may even be the planning of your meals or the going to the grocery store. Whatever it is, this is that piece where you're trying to start to get back a hold of your time. Because I know for me personally, when I'm in survival mode, time sort of seems to slip through my fingers. I'm really exhausted. I just don't feel like I have the gumption to do a whole lot of anything. And sometimes, some days, it just feels like I'm waiting for a reasonable time when I can go to bed. Because it seems weird if you're going to go to bed at six o'clock. So you got to (laughs) wait. You got to wait it out until, you know, around here... That's like, you know, 9, 9.30. That's still pretty early for me to be going to bed. But I just wait it out. I'm just ticking down that time. But as I'm starting to move out of survival mode, I'm wanting to take more advantage of my time and be a little bit more intentional with it. So when you can start out by just saying like, I'm going to do these few things and that's going to be my goal. If I get more done, great, but at least I'm going to get these things done. And then after you get that, you know, rolling a little bit better and you start to get some traction, the next thing I would actually suggest that you do as you're wanting Wanting to step into more actual planning of your time is to do a brain dump. And we are going to talk a little bit more about this brain dump process in just a minute after we talk about a favorite new company that I have found, and that is 
Fontana Candle Company. And they are more than just candles, you guys. But I am so enjoying the things that I have from them because the holidays might be over. I mean, we are well past even Valentine's Day now. But like I mentioned earlier, we had a snowstorm the other day. So, you know, it is still winter in these parts. It is definitely still candle season. And I would argue that all year long is candle season. But the problem with candles and the thing that has held me back for years from actually using very many candles in my home is that so many of them are just chocked full of toxins. I mean, I don't think I have seen many candles at all, except for Fontana candles, that have an actual ingredient list on their label. The Fair Packaging and Labeling Act gives fragrance manufacturers a trade secret status, so they legally do not have to share their ingredients with you. Isn't that insane? And what makes it even worse is that synthetic fragrances can contain up to 3,000 different chemicals, some of which are endocrine disruptors, that means it's messing with your hormones and respiratory irritants. Some even contain chemicals that are known carcinogens, and they don't have to tell you. And so that is why I was largely avoiding candles for a really long time. But now that I have Fontana candles in my home, I am just beyond delighted because I love a good candle, and these ones are actually good. They smell amazing, and they're 100% natural and independently certified non-toxic candles, wax melts, and room sprays. They also have amazing bath salts that they sent me, which isn't even technically something that they are telling me to talk about with you guys, but they were really good. They have coconut oil in them and actual lavender, and you know, I take a bath pretty much every single night, and these were scrumptious bath salts. I mean, don't eat them, but they are scrumptious to bathe in. So the cool thing about the candles, coming back to the candles, you guys, is they use pure beeswax, coconut oil, and essential oils in their candles. And they put all of their ingredients right on the label so you know exactly what you're getting and burning in your home. They also have wooden wicks, which I really love. It just adds a little something more to the candle. You can even hear it crackling when it's burning. It's pretty cool. And Fontana was the first candle to be certified non-toxic by Made Safe. I love that they have many of my favorite seasonal scents and scents for all year long. We have still been burning and loving our cinnamon orange clove candle, but they have so many fresh scents with mint and citrus that I can't wait to break out into the spring and even into the summer. They have a ton of options on their website, and you can get 15% off your order when you use the code LIVEWELL. So just go to FontanaCandleCompany.com and use my code LIVEWELL, and you can get that 15% off your order. That's F-O-N-T-A-N-A candlecompany.com and use my code livewell for 15% off your order. And then, hey, let me know what you get because I can't wait to hear what other scents people are loving. Okay, now let's get back to brain dumps. I have an entire episode about how to do a really efficient, well-done brain dump that is actually going to be productive for you. I will link to that in the show notes. You can find that from last summer. But it's a very thorough episode that will walk you all through how to make a brain dump really work for you. But it's just a matter of getting all of these things that you've been carrying around in your head down on paper or into a digital format so you're not carrying them any 
more. And it can sound sort of overwhelming, like, oh my gosh, that's so much stuff for me to try to put down on paper or try to remember. But I think that you will find once you get into that process, it actually offloads a lot of weight because our brains are a muscle. They do use actual energy, burn calories in our body, and they do more so when we are trying to hold on to a lot. And so if we can offload some of that to a piece of paper or to Trello or to wherever you need to put it down, it really does lighten your load. It helps you to not feel as stressed about those things because the paper is keeping them now. And you can figure out what to do with them later, but at least you're not trying to keep remembering all of the things. So I would really suggest that you do a brain dump. Like I said, go check out that podcast episode because it's going to work you through that whole process. I also have an entire YouTube video, which you can find under the live tab on my YouTube channel at Mackenzie Coppa, and it's called How to Brain Dump to Fight Overwhelm Using Trello. And so if you think that a digital format is going to be the best way for you to get all of that stuff out of your head, I walk you step by step through that process in that video on YouTube. So be sure to head over there and check that out if that is something that you feel like would be beneficial for you. So then once you have all of that raw material is what I often call it when I am coaching people on their time, then you can do something with it. And it doesn't have to be the same day. In fact, I would suggest that it's not. Work on getting your brain dump done. It may take you, you know, a really concentrated hour or you might dabble with it for a couple of days until you get all of the things out of your head. And you don't have to worry about feeling like you got it all done or you had to get everything done in that one amount of time. It's okay if you come back to it later when you remember things and you need to add them to the brain dump. That's normal. That's how our brains work. But once you get all of that out, then you can start thinking about creating a little bit more structured time flow for yourself of really trying to find the places in your schedule to get some of these things done. Some of them may be things that have been lingering. They may be new things, but you can actually start returning to a little bit more normal and creating a flow for your day so that you can be productive and feel good about it at the end of the day. A great way to do this is to reassess your routines and start putting some more routines back into place because a lot of times when we get into survival mode, those things kind of go by the wayside. And so as we are able to get those routines back in place, and you might need to look at them again and say, is this routine really serving me right now the way that it once was? Maybe you need to shake it up. Maybe you need to change some things, add some things, take some things away. You have to be the one to figure that out and even do a little bit of trial and error. That's something that we do in the Live Well Anyway cohort that I host where I take five women through this whole planning process. If you want to find out more about that, by the way, you can go to mackenziecoppacom slash cohort. But when we walk through that process, they try out their routines for a couple of days and then they stop and they tweak. They look at what's working and what's not. Why is it not working? And they change it up a little bit until it gets into that rhythm where it really feels right and it's working for you. Routines are meant to serve you, you are not meant to serve them. Same way with your schedule. So I think that's really important as you are starting to structure out your days again, maybe plan things a little bit more specifically, create a flow for your day. 
listen to yourself and your body and what you're able to take on because as we talked about at the beginning of this episode, you may go a few steps forward and a few steps back and it's okay. You have to have some flexibility and be reasonable and realistic as you are coming out of survival mode. But I think it can be really good to have something that you are striving for as far as how you want to structure your time and being a little bit more intentional with it because we typically make better choices when we've already decided for ourselves in advance what we are going to be doing with our time. I think it can also be a really good time as you are coming out of survival mode to return to some of the bigger intentions, goals, word for the year that you had at the beginning of the year, whether you are doing this now or in a few months, you know, looking back at the point in time when you had a little bit of stars in your eyes and aspirations for what things were going to be. If you look at those things really clearly and just kind of not as a judgment, but allow them to be a pep talk to like, oh yeah, that's that's the life I'm trying to create here. I'm trying to live well anyway. I'm trying to create a life that I love and I enjoy that serves me and my family and that we are thriving in. So what did that mean at the beginning of the year when I was maybe thinking a little bit more clearly about those things and really trying to define them? You know, I laid out for myself kind of even some specific guidelines that I were going to let steer me through this year. And sure, things can go a little off course, but when you come back to what those actual goals were and remind yourself of them. It can just help refresh things for you and help you to get a little bit more back on track to what you were wanting to make happen. Again, don't let that be a practice that is going to feel oppressive or judging or frustrating. Let it be something that's inspiring and motivating to help you to get back to where you want to be or back on the track getting you to where you want to be. Okay, step Four, this one kind of mimics something that we talked about in surviving survival mode in that episode, but I think it's even more important as you are coming out, and it is finding enjoyment, taking up a hobby, doing something artistic, having an outlet. I think putting those things into place really solidly can even help you maybe to not go as deeply into survival mode the next time if you have some of those things in place. I know that it can even be such an emotional release to be doing something that is artistic. Even my daughter the other day, she came up to me and she was like, I just really want time with you. And I really want to do something crafty. I feel like that would be so good for me. And I was like, yeah, I feel like that would be good for me too. I know last year when I was in the height of one of my most stressful times, I spent like 40 hours collectively doing a paint by number. Now I know that's a little ridiculous, <laughs> but that's just my personality. You know, Shell, who I used to have on the show quite a bit, she's still a dear friend of mine. I think she got hers done in about five hours total. So, you know, that's just the difference in our personalities. I really was very meticulous, but it was so good for me to do that paint by number because I could just totally focus on it, drown out all of my other thoughts. I would normally listen to a podcast or watch some reality TV while I was doing it. And it was just like this total mental break where I just got to focus on making something pretty. And I just followed the directions. And sometimes I want to just follow the directions and do what somebody is telling me to do. And then sometimes I want something to be a little bit more free form and just paint something and put color on the page and just let my, you know, 
emotions flow out through the paint. Or sometimes I just want to crochet something. And it's just very methodical and repetitive, but it's soothing. And I think having something like that, especially artistic, is really healthy for us. I know that even if you're interested in taking up something new, I think that Emerson and I are going to take some sort of Skillshare class this weekend, and they are having a big deal right now. So I'll have the link in my show notes if that's something you're into. If you're like, yeah, I need some fresh inspiration. Skillshare has so many different things to choose from. Even Emerson and I were like, oh, I wonder if they have like mixed media. And we went and looked that up and we were like, oh, well, yes, there's like hundreds of mixed media classes. So there's literally probably anything under the sun that you can find in there and just be inspired by. There's even things on productivity and time management and cooking and like everything is on Skillshare. So I will put that link in the show notes. I mean, I think it's like 40% off right now or something. Don't quote me. Just follow what it says in the show notes. The right information will be there. But it can be a great thing if you are just needing a little bit more guidance and want to find a new hobby or learn something about something artistic or whatever to just kind of break out of all the other stressors that you have. I think it can be such a good idea to have an outlet like that, especially something creative. I mean, yes, yes, yes to hobbies like yoga and everything, and we'll kind of talk about that in a second, but I'm I'm kind of talking about something separate from that. Something that allows your creative side to come out. It's a different kind... Is there oh. some- Something that allows your creative side to come out. It's a different kind of rest when you can really kind of get those creative juices flowing and get into that mode and let everything else fade away. And you come out usually in the end with something that's kind of fun to be able to look at or use. I know even for Eliana's birthday in January, we went and painted pottery and we were able to use all those things. I said, I want everything to be something that can actually be used. No random figurines. So we all did mugs and we love having these mugs that we all painted. It was such a great time to just be together and do that and let all the stressors fade away and just do something fun and creative. So I really am giving a big push right now for creativity being a catalyst to help break you out of survival mode and even help process some of those emotions, some of the trauma that inherently comes with survival mode and helping you to kind of renew yourself and tap into that place in yourself that might be a little dormant, especially when you're really in survival mode, you're usually just kind of doing the bare minimum. But when you can get those creative juices flowing again, start looking for beauty again, it awakens something different in your soul. I think that it helps remind us that God is a God of beauty, that God is creative, and that he wants that for us too. He wants us to partner with him in the creative. In fact, in a couple of weeks, I have an episode with Ashley Gad, who just wrote a book all about finding creative moments in motherhood, like creating that margin in our lives to make sure that creativity is an important thing that we're doing and it's worthwhile. And so, you know, we've talked a lot about hobbies in the past on this podcast. Katie and I certainly have. And I just want to say it again. I want to scream it from the rooftops that we need that. We need that beauty. We need that art. And whatever it is for you, it can be whatever thing resonates with you, but just find it and pursue it. 
Okay, and right now we are going to take one last short little break to hear what I am loving from North American Herb and Spice. Okay, ladies, we are in the sort of tail end of sickness season, but I feel like it's a time when we tend to be a little bit more susceptible to a lot of different things that are coming at us, virus and cold-wise and all of that kind of thing. And I like to be able to fortify my immune system with a little bit extra goodness during this time. And I also have been finding it's been really helpful for me to add a little bit more iron to my diet. And I have been doing that through some supplements from North American Herb and Spice. I have been taking their purely liver capsules, which are awesome because they are from grass-fed and finished beef liver from New Zealand cows, so I know I don't have to worry about any sort of additives or chemicals that are in these products. They are totally clean and good for me, and I'm just getting all the benefits of taking liver, which is actually incredibly good for you. It's packed with all kinds of vitamins like iron, vitamin A, B12, and more that I've found really are helping me to just kind of feel better overall. I've been feeling a little run down and these have been helping me to kind of turn that corner. And then I've also been taking their Purely C, which is a really interesting form of vitamin C because it comes from multiple different sources that are whole food sources, which I really like. So it's not anything that's synthetic. It is from food like Peruvian Amazon Camu Camu and wild Mediterranean Rus Coriaria, which are wild fruit complexes, which are just more bioavailable to your body. They're wild and raw and help you to be able to absorb and use them a lot easier than a lot of other forms of vitamin C, which is really what we want, right? We want the vitamins that we're taking to be the most impactful and effective that they can be. And that is what I am finding with North American Herb and Spice. So if you would like to try out any of their supplements, you can go to NorthAmericanHerbAndSpice.com and use my code LWA20 to get 20% off your order. Again, that is NorthAmericanHerbAndSpice.com. Use the code LWA20 to get 20% off your order. Okay, the fifth step that I want to talk about for coming out of survival mode is to be a little bit more intentional about your wellness because I know that a lot of those practices and routines and whatnot, they can kind of fade away, but they really do make a big difference to how you're feeling and how you are capable of taking on all of these things that life is throwing at you and especially the work that it does take to come out of survival mode because let's face it, like having to tackle a house that's been kind of let go and having to get on top of planning meals again and plan your time and doing all of these things. It takes effort. It takes real energy and work. And so in order for you to be able to do all of that, you also need to be intentional about your wellness. You know, start trying to incorporate more of those detox methods again. I have a whole podcast episode from earlier this year that we will link in the show notes that talks about some easy things that you can incorporate into your daily life that are detox methods. Things like jumping up and down, You can do it on a mini trampoline, like a rebounder. You can get one of those vibe plates that's going to shake up your lymphatic system. You can be dry brushing. You can be doing gua sha and rolling. And like there are so many different things that you can be doing to kind of get those detox things moving again. Doing stretching is so good for you. Movement in general, whether that is yoga or cardio or whatever works for you. And I would say 
take it easy to get started. Again, this is not one of those things that you have to start running a marathon from day one, but maybe set yourself some small goals, doing those five push-ups a day, jumping on the rebounder, doing five minutes of yoga, whatever it is, just start doing it. Start getting back on top of taking your supplements if that has kind of disappeared. Make sure that you're drinking more water again. All of those kinds of things are going to help you be able to tackle all of the rest. They're going to make you feel better and they're going to build that momentum that you are creating as you are moving back into the space of being thriving again instead of just surviving. So I really want you to think about your health in this time Whatever it is for you, whatever steps you need to take, try to reclaim maybe where you once were or be making steps forward of things that you want to start incorporating to make yourself feel better to be able to do all of this. I mean, I think we've been talking a lot about this lately with the Galveston diet and a lot of the things that I've been mentioning on the podcast, like having my air doctor. I feel like, whoo, like especially with my kids being sick all the time right now, I am so glad I have that thing that is one small step that I don't really even have to do anything, but it is helping us to be healthier, like making these little steps to make our environment a little bit less toxic, switching out my skincare and my makeup and our body care products, like doing all of these things to try to lessen the load that I'm already taking on. My body is stressed enough. So trying to pay more attention to my wellness and getting back on top of those things as I'm coming out of survival mode is a really important step for me and I think it probably is for you too. All right, so ladies, those are my big steps for what you can be doing to be bringing yourself out of a time of survival mode. So riding the ship in your house, getting on top of planning your meals and having all of the things you need for your meals again, slowly beginning to plan your time by starting out with just a few things every day, then doing a brain dump, then creating more of a structured flow to your days and getting on top of your routines and looking at your goals again. Finding something that is going to bring enjoyment, especially something creative, and then also starting to be more intentional about your wellness again. Okay, I hope that this was beneficial. If it was, I would love to hear from you. I cannot say that enough. When I hear from you guys, it helps to direct where these episodes are going to go and what you want to hear more of. If you want more information about the things that I have done to be getting out of survival mode and getting through all the difficult things that I have had to deal with in my life, like don't hesitate to reach out. Instagram is a great place to reach out to me. So you can find me at Mackenzie Coppa. That link will be in the show notes below, along with links to all the other things. Like if you're interested in possibly being a part of one of our spring cohorts to get on top of all of your time management and that sort of thing. You can find the link there. You can find the link to the newsletter and all of that. And of course, you can find those show notes by just swiping up in whatever app you listen to the podcast on, or you can go over to mckenziecoppa.com and click on podcast. And we've got all the show notes there for all the Live Well Anyway episodes. So you can find anything that you're looking for. 
Thank you so much for supporting today's sponsors. And also thank you for leaving those ratings and reviews and iTunes. It makes a really big difference. Be sure to purchase through our Amazon link. Also, if you are doing any purchasing during the spring, getting ready for the spring season or for Easter, you can go to mackenziecoppacom slash Amazon. It will show you all of my recommendations, but you can also just buy whatever the heck you want through that link. And it will help push a little bit of commission to the show without costing you any extra money. All right, you guys, thank you so much for listening to the podcast. We will be back again next week, but until then, go be bold and gracious.